Hello and welcome back to Cuts Stems. Today we're just going to be talking about some of the things that you might need in your garden this year as you start filling out your um, cut flowers and just the needs that you have. Um, most of you have probably started your seeds indoors or are buying seeds already. And that's fine. That's something you can use. But as we think and look forward to what is going to be taking place during spring planting. Um, that is something we really want to focus on in this episode here. Um, for those of you who don't know who I am, I am Regina Anderson. I am from a small farm in Nebraska. I grew up on a hog farm, actually. There I was raised, and um, I'm in, currently in college now, but I'm going to be getting married soon, so I, I'm growing my own flowers and I have done so before and I'm just experiencing with different things um, to see what I like and this year is going to be completely different because um, in previous years of me growing cut flowers it was smaller um, scaled down for sure um, this year is going to be very large and I need a lot of flowers a lot of fillers um, just a lot of things so before it was just for pure enjoyment of seeing how well I could grow them and this time it's for actually people seeing them for my wedding so that's a big difference out there um but I'm so excited to share just some of the things that I have learned in the three years that I have been growing cut flowers and just some things that sometimes people overlook when they start to grow cut flowers um so I am definitely not a veteran at it by any means I've learned most of my stuff about cut flowers by trial and error. I've learned what works in my area and what does not work. Um, it's just, it's interesting to see um, as time goes on when you think something would work out but doesn't. Um, and it's just adjustments. Um, learning to adjust to what your plans are. Plans don't always work. You have these great ideas that you think will happen, but sometimes it doesn't. So here I just want to share with you just some simple things that are overlooked um, and that are so important when you're growing your cut flowers and along those lines as well. I think a lot of people, when they begin, the first thing they forget to think about is they have these great ideas for these cut flowers, but they have no space to grow them. and Sometimes people will use a raw space to grow their cut flowers, which is great. You know, raw spaces are nice. They're a blank canvas. It's really nice just to um, be able to just plant them out there, but they forget about the process of how you get your soil to be ready to handle and be able to sustain your cut flowers. Um, one of the major things that you do if it's a raw space that's never been used before Maybe just had grass in it, something like that. It's not used to having flowering plants in it. It's not used to having really any plants except for grass or native grasses that are around your area. So I think the biggest thing is realizing that it's possible, it's doable. But it's going to take time, it's going to take some effort to do. So when we think about our, our space, we want to first think about how can we make our soil be ready for planting and 
the biggest thing is you want to you want to till your soil um especially if you're in a raw space it's never been planted before you want to till that soil um possibly several times and when you do till that soil there are going to be seeds on the top soil base that you are going to be mixing in and because of that there's going to be seeds that are sprouting up and you, for the first couple years you are going to have weeds galore um, feel free to check out my other um, podcast that I did a couple weeks ago about how to control those weeds. Um, so if you're planning to put those into into action, you need to till your soil. That is a big thing that people overlook. They just plant it and they don't think about tilling your soil. Those poor little seedlings have to be able to get their root system to be strong enough to go through that tough earth. So giving them a little bit of a help is a great idea. Um, you also want to check to see what your pH level is in your soil to see what um, your soil needs or if your soil is more acidic or if it needs to be more acidic. That's something you need to think about. Um, another great way to do that is to test it. There are um, soil te testers that you can get online and um, just look up how to test my soil to see what your soil level would be whether it's acidic non-acidic um just whatever you would need it to be and then because of that you will need to whatever your results come back you'll need to find some way to amend the soil so um if you have acidic soil there you will need to amend it with land and sea um compost which is a good compost to um add acidic acidicness back into your soil um if you're low on it on being acidic and that's something that some cut flowers um, really do like is to have a soil that is acidic and so thinking forward into that having cut flowers just knowing what your flowers want is something that's really important um, when you do go to amend the soil um, another thing I like to do is I like to add biotone fertilizer um, it's by Epson it's a organic brand of just starter and it's an all-around great fertilizer for your plants it just it makes the root system start out real quick it can be able to build its root system faster it gives it a little bit of energy to be able to put its root system into the ground it makes it stronger sturdier and it just really helps your plant so when I go into plant my seedlings I'll have tilled it previously twice before with my raw space that I would have had that's never been worked before I would have previously have tilled it twice and then I would go back through um and plant my seedlings I would first put in my biotone fertilizer starter fertilizer and then I put my um land and sea compost in as well now you can use other things um if you have a farm like what I do I do have chickens as well I would shy away from using too much of chicken manure or anything that's super rich because some plants cannot handle it it's too much for them it's too much fertilizer in it and it will just burn your plants to crisps so that's something you want to think about for sure before you start sprinkling everything over your over your um garden but it's a great thing to do in the fall to sprinkle some chicken manure or just some horse manure or whatever kind of manure that you have it's great to sprinkle that over your garden in the fall that way it can be diluted by the snow by the spring rain, so it's not as strong and it seeps into the ground.
So it's not all in one location where it's frying your plants. But that's something you want to do every other year. If uh, Maybe not every year, just because of how much your plants have. Something else you want to think about when planting your cut flowers is that um, you want to know if they need full sun or just partial sun. Do they need shade? Do they need this? Do they need that? And sometimes it's hard if you have possibly a full sun location. Um, if you're going to plant seeds out there that like part shade, they are going to be burnt by the sun. They cannot handle having that much sun. So you're going to have to put up a shade, some sort of a shade way. Um, I know there's high tunnels that you could do. There's some easier versions of, I've done landscape fabric before. And I put that over top of where my plants are, and that seems to work really well. The sunlight still penetrates through the landscape fabric. Um, I do the thinnest, the cheapest, most thinnest landscape fabric that you can find out there. Um, and that's just something that really helps us. Now in Nebraska, we do have a problem with rabbits galore. So if I don't put a fence up high enough around my cut flowers, I'm going to have rabbits having a heyday in there. I mean, they think my vernaculus are carrots. So that's just something you want to think about when you're going to start your cut flower is that you don't just need soil. It could work, but it's not going to be as successful if you don't have something protecting them. Where I live on the farm there, I have the, my cut flower garden in a pasture that with cattle. So I know my, my fence has to be high enough to where cattle cannot break it down or get into it by any means. Because that's that's your whole point is you don't you want them to be safe. Um, one other thing that I think is overlooked is in Nebraska there's a lot of hailstorms, a lot, and it could be different for what area or what zone you are in. Um, but hailstorms are a major thing in Nebraska, and I was first couple years I had some major damage to my flowers, to where some of my plants didn't produce buds because they were so damaged. They still they still grew, but they were so damaged that they their energy was going into repairing the damage that was done to them that they could not produce the blooms. So when I know it's about to rain, I go out there, and because my fence is so tall, um, it's a cattle fence with cattle panels. It's so tall that I'm able to take a tarp, and I have it down pat. So when I know there's a storm, I cover them like they're in a high tunnel almost to make sure that they are safe from the storm. Um, no branches are going to fall on them. Um, nothing's going to harm them, really. And they still get moisture because, heavens, my uh, tarps definitely have some holes in them, but they are safe from the weathers and the elements. And that's just what's something I want you guys to think about when you're doing your cut flower gardens, that I learned by trial and error, for sure. Um, the first year, I lost basically my entire crop because of hailstorms. We actually had a tornado that went through in Nebraska, so... Um, I don't know if you had tornadoes where you're from, but it's kind of rapid in Nebraska. So just thinking about the weather, your soil, um, how you're going to keep it, um, them safe from either deer or squirrels can be a problem um, or rabbits as well, or even just your own livestock that you have. So just thinking about those things when you go to look forward into your spring planting and just looking ahead as to the problems that you could face and thinking of solutions that would best help you fix those problems so you know better for next year. Um, I'd also encourage you to write down things that you experience on a daily basis. That's a huge thing that it isn't looked upon very well. Making yourself known that you've had problems, just, just being real. 
and writing it out. So that next year you can look back and see this is what I did and this is what the result was. You can find out what was good, what wasn't so good. You might try something new. Um, just keeping is almost a lifesaver when it comes to stuff because I did not save my um, plant journal from the first year. I didn't have one. The second year I did, and I look back now, um, being this would be my fourth year of planting, and it's going to be an experience for sure because I can look back and see everything that I did and tried. Um, the different plants that do not work in Nebraska because it's way too hot, too much dry heat for them. So just looking at that, um, just knowing that it's okay if it doesn't work out. It's okay. Like, it's it's okay. Um, just looking at things in your own garden, just know that it's all right not to have them come out the first year, but it's a growing experience, no pun intended. So I just thank you so much for listening in to me jabber on about my cut flowers and my experience and just things that are looking forward toward this spring. So I hope that you'll listen on in future podcasts that I have. We are so excited to see what will happen this next spring with our cut flowers. Um, I hope you were able to get into the garden soon and get out into just digging in the dirt and start planting some stuff and seeing things grow. Um, until then, thank you for joining me. Bye.